murder lovers. I'm Mackenzie. And this is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Sorry. If I fa- sound defeated, it's because we've already recorded this episode. <laughs> and we lost it. Moment of silence, please. <laughs> oh. So I broke out my wine. So Fatina's drinking again. Um <laughs> And this is how much we love you. We're doing it a second time just for you guys. So we will do this again. For you, this is the first time, but for us, it's the second time. Also, if this doesn't get us a rating and review, I don't know what will. So (laughs) please go rate and review us. Take the pain away a little bit. We would appreciate it. And now I'm going to go scream into a pillow. As you guys know, we did Luca Magnata for our first episode and covering that. And then I think less than a month after our first episode came out, Netflix announced that they were going to be doing a docuseries on it. Tatina and I binged the whole thing in one sitting. We were going to do like a live tweet or conversation or whatever. And I think we were about 10 minutes in and realized that that was just not going to be enough. So... This is going to serve as a follow-up, compare and contrast, review, whatever you want to call it. We are going to go over what we liked, what we didn't like, what was different, what was new to us, what we felt like they missed, what we felt like we missed, and a couple of theories of our own. So where do we start? What we did last time? (laughs) Might as well. I don't even remember. Where did we even start this? I guess uh, we started this with acknowledging how badass John Green and body moving were. Yes. And we are calling them by their profile names. We learned in the show that they use pseudonyms on Facebook. So that's what we're going to call them by because we don't want to keep track of their real names. So body moving and John Green are our heroes. We would like to be friends. You can call us or DM us. Thank you so much. So they were instrumental in building the Facebook group that we already knew existed, but we did not know the intricacies of what they had done mm-hmm. and how far how long into, they worked on it. Right. Yeah. So they did a lot of work to try and figure out at first who the unknown person was that was posting these videos of the kitties. And they went in guns a-blazing with this Facebook group that obviously got a big following right off the bat with the title, Find the Kitten Vacuumer for Great Justice. So as of today, there is 5,000 plus members and... Including Fatina now. Yes. (laughs) So there is a big following. This is not, you know, 10 people on the internet, 10 friends that are wondering who this person is. Is there, This is a big group of people that sat down and dove in headfirst into what evidence they had, tried to dissect that. And we knew this had happened, but we didn't know to what extent. So I really liked that of the Netflix special mm-hmm. that they showed us exactly how they got to the conclusions that they did and how their investigative minds worked. Yeah. So, uh, for example, and Mackenzie and I were talking about this, that, you know, she does investigative work uh, for work, and so do I to some extent. And the fact that these people were doing things 
such as going on Google Maps and Walking digitally driving Montreal. Yeah, right. So that I'm sure took a long time. Yes, more than they care to say it took. Yeah, but I'm sure it took I don't a have long the patience time for all of that. And they went into rabbit holes trying to find this person Mm -hmm. and they were on a manhunt that took them all over the world at first which is very very interesting that the digital footprint wasn't as clear as you would think but Luca was smart about this and to a certain extent trying to mislead the people yeah or the world into where he was and where he might be releasing these videos from. So they did a really interesting perspective, and they showed us into what their world looked like for a couple of months and what they were digging into. I thought it was really interesting that, based on that second video that he released, Mm -hmm. that Body Movin' went all the way into a something as obscure as a vacuum forum yeah, and found the exact same model that he was using in that video, mm-hmm. which only shed a little bit of light of where in the world he could be, yeah. but at least brought it down to, you know, North America. Right. So that was really interesting. I will say this. I had not seen the clip that they showed on Netflix of the dead kitties. Yeah. Post vacuum ceiling right um when he takes them out and is playing with their corpses on the bed like that was beyond disturbing to me right and then we talked about this a little bit that we when we first heard that they were going to come out with it we had the conversation of whether or not they would show those videos and we were like no 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 there's no way there's no way oh baby did they because they showed that they also showed the python that goes after one of the cats and like it actually snapping at it right before it gets Mm -hmm. ready to eat it And then they showed the cat tied to the stick or taped to the stick right before he drowns it. Which you hadn't seen. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of the videos. I have steered clear of that. I've seen some still images, but none of the cats. Right. And that was horrifying, to say the least. Absolutely. Um, I could have gone the rest of my life without having to look at any of that. And having to watch a cat sit there and meow and be very clearly panicked by the fact that it's taped to a stick and being hovered over a thing of water... I'm not okay. And I think he got what he deserved and maybe a little less. We had on purpose left out either still images of those videos on our our Instagram post when we released this uh, episode. And that was with reason. And I know that, you know, you're obviously voluntarily going on Netflix and watching this, but they could have showed a warning or two. Yeah, and we just didn't want to have to, we didn't want to shove it down your guys' throats without you guys having an option and what you're about to see. It's on the internet, so you can go and search it. You have your own free will, but don't. I think as far as what they showed on Netflix, that was already maybe a little bit more than the general public should be showed. And that's all you need to see to get the idea of what happened. Yeah. But it was a lot to process. Right. Okay, so one of the things that we were shown here on the Netflix special that we had not seen before was how he had made up the lie of him dating Carla Hamoka himself. We knew he had done that. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in our pod. And as he was doing the interview, all I can think of is this is exactly what we're talking about. What fans? 
Who is pinning this on you? Who is making these rumors about you? Absolutely no one. No one but your fucking self. And he looked like such a douchebag walking in there. <laughs> like He almost looked like he didn't want to be there. Like, oh my God, I don't have time for this. Yeah, it was <laughs> but, like he, he took John Travolta and Tom Cruise's outfits from different movies and put them together and then showed up like looking like a Backstreet Boy in Tom Cruise's <laughs> clothes. And I just, yeah, it was absurd to Almost me. Almost like he was bothered to be there. Like, I am taking time out of my day to come tell you that this wasn't right. me. And knowing damn well that this is a rumor that he had started himself and that he was trying to... He's like, it's destroying my career. And I'm like, where? <laughs> what career? What career? <laughs> and... And made headlines because he was, well, based off of this interview. But so that, as far as I know, was as far as that got. Right. But one of the things we did talk about is one of the images that he used to say that he was dating Carla Homolka was a photo from far away of him and his mother. Right. who We do meet in the series. Hmm. And what a joy that was for me. <laughs> I will stand by my words. That bitch. Is nuts. It's fucking crazy. She opens the whole thing by talking about what a disgrace the cyber group is, the internet group. She calls, calls them, them high schoolers. Yeah. yeah, she calls them high schoolers. And that they're stalking her son. The irony is not lost on us. I how, just. <laughs> is she watching the same thing? Is she getting the same information? Are we talking that we about are? the same person? Right. Like, honestly. And it it becomes very clear where things went wrong with Luca based on how she acts and what she really, like, believes. And we've done a little research since then and found out, like, that she is a young parent. She had him when she was 16. Dad was 17. Dad's a paranoid schizophrenic, or at least a schizophrenic, diagnosed right. schizophrenic. And mom had some control issues. She insisted on homeschooling the boys and they had no friends. They were weird. They were made fun of when they were in school. So we've done a little bit more research since then. And remember from our first episode, we let you know that at the age of 10, he was sent to go live with his grandmother who also treated him badly. Who was the mom's mom. Right. But that mom is a nut job. And she has a lot of screws loose up there. Yeah. There's a lot going on there that I don't understand. First of all, she very nonchalantly says that when the cops initially showed up to her house, <laughs> when the one lunatic, one ice pick video had already come out, so they were looking for him for murder, yeah. she opened the door and thought or said to the cops, are you looking for him because of the cat videos? Yeah. So, so she knew about the cat videos, and she said that a family member had sent them to her. But... For her, that didn't seem to be such a big deal. She was like, is all of this because of the cat videos? Doesn't that seem extreme to you? I'm like, <laughs> well, you know what seems know. extreme? Feeding a cat to a python. That seems extreme to me. God. As soon as she came on screen, though, I thought she was going to be insightful about mm -hmm. his upbringing. You got ready. You were like, oh, we're going to get the dirt here. Right. No. Nope. And that is not what happened. She went, she took. You wanted her to flip on him. him. Not flip on him because I see that, you know, she's but still the mom. But see him for what he is. Right. Yeah. See the facts. And this is not all just hearsay or rumors on the street of what potentially your son did. Mm -hmm. But there is video evidence, videos that you have seen mm -hmm. 
at least we know that she has she has seen the cat videos. So if you don't have, I don't know how to even say this, but if you don't feel like, what the fuck did I do to this kid, even at the cat video stage? Yeah. If you don't feel a certain sense of responsibility. Right. But she goes on to talk about very casually his time as an escort. Yeah. His time doing sex work or whatever. And she, like, none of that really seems to bother her. What bothers her is a potentially abusive relationship with this fictitious character named Manny. That was really interesting. When she dropped that bomb, Yeah, I was like, holy shit, she completely ate up this load of bullshit that he gave her. Right. So we didn't come across this. Fatina did not come across this in her research because when she first started talking about Manny, my first reaction was to text Fatina and be like, what the hell did we miss here? But this was not something that we came across and by all accounts probably didn't come across it because it's been so widely debunked as even an option or a theory that nobody really wastes time writing about it. But she goes on to talk about how... It's interesting in the sense of... How it got debunked. Right. Yeah. So that that's really, I wish it was more incorporated into mainstream articles about him. But she goes on to talk about this character, Manny, that he meets through his escort work, that becomes increasingly controlling, increasingly violent, and says that basically everything that is done is done because Manny because orders Manny. it to be done. What we find out is that all of this has been debunked by fo- cell phone records. Because she said that specifically during the taping of the one lunatic one ice pick video yeah that night according to her and luca she had been he had been getting phone calls from manny that were instructional and how to do what yeah and bring me down the usb and he's saying that it was manny that uploaded this video to the internet mm-hmm. and Cell netflix phone- showed he was walking out, but we yeah. know that he was walking in and out of the building to gather supplies, to gather yeah. the suitcase. To and gather... what's in his hand, I think, is just a cell phone. It's too big to be a USB right. thing. But cell phone records also showed that no calls were made from or to his cell phone during this right. time, which we talked about was interesting that in other cases like the Kelsey Barrett episode that we did for Thanksgiving and all of that, it was cell phone records that indicated that the phones were in close proximity mm-hmm. when calls were being made. And tried to make it look like it was the victim that was still alive, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, the exact opposite happened where he said things were happening that weren't happening. And the records showed that. There was radio silence. There was yeah. no incoming or outgoing calls that night. Right. There's seemingly no no one waiting outside mm-hmm. to gather yeah. this USB or to... Make him do whatever he was doing. Right. Well, and she says that he's sitting out there watching him, and I'm like, how? I know. I You're thought sitting the exact outside same thing. the building. You're not watching anything. Right. And it's not a live stream or anything. Right. So, but what she does say is that in one of the videos, mm. there's a second set of hands, and this is in the Python video where we see the right. cat being fed to the Python. At the end of the video, you can see a second set of hands also petting the Python. That so, was fucking shocking though yeah yeah so because i was like oh my god there's a piece of evidence she's crazy and then i was like oh wait holy shit is she onto something but i'm onto something (laughs) i have a theory that i'm going to share with you now fatina will fake enthusiasm like she hasn't heard this before but as you guys know this is our second recording of it 
So she's already heard it. I've already blown her mind about it. She was really shocked the first time and super excited about it. So I expect the same enthusiasm out of all of you. <laughs> well, I mean, you're still on to something. So. I am on to something. So I said in the first one that I didn't think that this was his first victim, that I thought the whole thing escalated very quickly. It went zero to 60 with no time in between. You don't just graduate from cats to dismembering human bodies and playing with the heads and bathtubs of water, which we will come back to. Like that just that doesn't happen. Right. So my theory is that the second set of hands in the video is potentially another victim. That was never identified. That was never identified because we know that he is involved in sex work. We know that he is on Craigslist ads. What we often see is that these groups like sex workers, drug addicts, that kind of stuff, often they can be targeted because there is belief that if they go missing, they're less likely to be looked for. The police are less likely to look into it. There's families that either aren't involved or they're used to these people that go missing so often that they don't really look for them anymore. And we know that that was kind of the group that he was involved with online. And so I do have this theory that there is a potential that whoever's hands are in that video was a victim, was a victim or maybe a potential victim or really just somebody leading up to what was about to happen. Right. And we do know based on Fatino's research that he has a history of with his girlfriend or whatever that he had at one point that so, there was some sexual right. abuse and stuff like that. I'm not convinced that whoever was in that video is not somebody that came first that was never identified or found or investigated. So just to bring it back into context, we are she's talking about when he was 20, 22 years old, he was quote unquote dating someone that was 24 years old, but had the mental capacity of a 12 year old and was financially and physically abusing mm -hmm. her. So, which Netflix did not address. Right. Which right. was really interesting because when you're doing a criminal docu-series of someone mm -hmm. and detailing their you know, their criminal activity, yeah. you think that they would have touched a little bit more of his past. But they didn't. He wasn't... Hardly at all. Right. They didn't go other than his mom talking about how he was... Bullied. Bullied in, in school yeah. and how he had a rough time growing up as a bisexual man. And there's a lot left unsaid about potentially how he graduated or how he escalated from his criminal life from a younger age to where he where he ended up so they did leave that part out I thought that was interesting I guess let's go into that there's a couple things that Netflix did leave out mm -hmm. from the docuseries that were interesting that they specifically chose what they were keeping out if you hopefully already listened to the first episode we gave you the details and we'll and what you saw or didn't see in the Netflix special was that they did not go into the details about what he did to the body after he had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After he had already um, sexually abused it. it. Yeah. And he sexually abused it. Which they didn't talk about. And what he did with Dunlin's body parts and how he used them on himself. So yes. they didn't talk about that. Why they left that out, I don't know. Yeah. Just to, I mean, we might as well clarify this. Hmm. We're speaking in very cryptic messaging with the hand thing. 
oh, <clears throat> maybe we should just. Well, we said it the first time. We didn't really. I mean, did we? He used did it on we? himself. We said. Right. Okay. So. It's... <laughs> oh, do you God. want me to do it? No, I can okay. just say it. I just, I don't want to be crude about it. No. Or, or, you know, lewd about it. But it is what it is. It's on the internet to be seen. It has been seen thousands of times. So he grabs John Lynn's severed arm and his hand. Well, all one piece. And At masturbates with John Lynn's hand. Yes. He so, also sodomizes the corpse. Correct. And, and then, then... Huge part that... I mean, this is what he's yeah. known for, unfortunately. But a huge part that they left out is the cannibalism part. Yeah. That he eats... Right. ...part of the glutes of the corpse. Right. And so... On video. So this is not speculation. Yeah. And... And he also allows his dog to. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go into that on the Netflix special. Why? I don't know. I And I understand it's gory. I yeah. understand that it's very, very graphic. Mm-hmm. And no one would want to hear this in a, you know, normal setting. Mm-hmm. But they're tuning in. They know what they're right. in for. If anyone's clicking on this special is because they at least hopefully know the basics of what happened. Right. And this is a huge part that they leave out. But I think this also goes to show where Netflix's priorities were in this because there's also the comment that's made by Body that she says at one point because the dog is later mm-hmm. found in a trash bag, which we also, there was new information that, to right? us. We didn't realize that he had bought the dog specifically for this, that he had done an, an internet search to purchase the dog right before the crime happened. Basically, the dog was a prop for the video. Which is disgusting. It's awful. But she makes a comment at one point where she says something about, like, the victim's body is found in the trash can and everything, and she's like, obviously we're very concerned because, you know, there's a human that's been killed and dismembered, but we're like, oh my gosh, what about this dog? And, like, the dog becomes the focus of it. And I think that that shows where Netflix's priorities were in this, that they were very much fixated on the the dog and the cat part of the things. Like, that was really where the attention was focused. And it wasn't so much focused on the human victim, which comes into play later in feedback now that they've been getting. And this is something that I was telling Kenzie about that, you know, naturally after this aired i wanted to go see what the internet had to say about this because this is something that involves the internet world a lot so i jumped on reddit and i saw a couple forums and i've seen articles on this that they're commenting on what netflix got wrong what netflix got right so one of the forums they were talking about that although they did a really good job on this they had a huge missed opportunity and they didn't talk about the victim, Jen Lin, as much as they should have. Or as much as they could have, too. Yeah. Because we don't want to do the same thing. <laughs> we will tell you, you know, what we know about him or where we thought that Netflix could have dove a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So we know that, well, the, the, they said on the special that Jen Lin went to Canada specifically because he wanted a community that was accepting to his lifestyle. And 
that he was living in China as somebody that was a gay man, not necessarily something that's super accepted in China where he was living. So he felt like Canada would be more progressive, everything like that. That was addressed. What was not addressed was who he was as a person, that he was driven, that he was part of an engineering program, that he was highly motivated, that he was obviously very smart. People thought of him as very good looking, very charismatic. All of those things that was just kind of like glossed over. And instead, what they fixated on was that this was a closeted gay man who was on Craigslist and he answered an ad for a sex tape. Right. They just and made I him just seem promiscuous and seedy. Yeah, right. kind of seedy. When and I think there's a lot more to him that they could have discussed. Yeah, I agree. They did feature one of his best friends on the tape. And that person was in the unfortunate position of the fact that he's the one that identified. The victim, based off of the video that showed his head being spun in Jesus. a bathtub, I I literally, I can't even, I, li- I just had the thought of, like, what that would be like to do that for a, a person. Friend. Yeah. Right. Like, if that was Kara. I, mm, no. No. Yeah. Well, I, ooh, ooh. No. Yeah. Nope. We don't go there. I, yeah, my heart went ooh. out to that guy. Because I don't know how you recover from that. No, I don't know. I also don't know how you recover as a family that has to see something like that because they were part of the trials, everything like that. And we talked about this, that there's so many videos of them crying and just obviously completely devastated. And not only them having to come to terms with what happened to their son, but learning about all these things that he was, who he was and what he potentially was involved in and everything having to learn that in the public eye and come to terms with that and have everybody talking about that instead of talking about your son, like, and all the good things that you knew about him. I just, oh, it just breaks my heart. They went to Germany. They went to Paris. They went to all these places to interview other people. And I understand maybe if the immediate family didn't want to be interviewed, but maybe even more so if they didn't want to be on the tape, they should have taken it upon themselves to talk about Jenlin a little bit more. Right. So, But I think, again, that just goes to speak to where their priorities were in this whole thing. I'm going to circle back a little bit back to the mom. And when she <laughs> was taking... Bitch. <laughs> I keep... like, I really hate her. Like, I hate how dumb she is. I hate how she's, like, sitting on a bed while the news plays in the background behind oh, her. That like, was... ugh fucking golden though i was like they actually got her to sit there just for the shot that was fantastic it was great visual like it was great to see that but i was like she just sat there knowing that the shot was being taken like this so fucking dramatic yeah anyway so there is that shot of her sitting i think on a bed and she's taking out this box of treasures (laughs) Um, mementos that she has from <laughs> Luca. Mind you, I would have burned every single last fucking bit of shit I had I wouldn't have from claimed him. him ever. And I'd be like, Luca who? <laughs> Who's that? I We don't know him. Nope. I don't, I don't know Luca. I would have been like... I, I blacked out. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he was born, I believe, Eric Newton. Something, yeah, <laughs> something ridiculous. I don't know. So remember, Luca Magnata is his... Chosen name, so you're right. I never he literally would've... picked that <laughs> right, and it was his birth given name was Eric Clinton Newman. So he remember he changed that to Luca Magnata, and now Luca Magnata is infamous. So 
I hate that you just said that. Sorry. <laughs> I mean. He got what he wanted. Right. He, he yeah. did, though. So the mom is sitting there with a box of memories from Luca. And one of the things that she pulls out, which I didn't know was going to be significant. I didn't either. Was a keychain that had a picture yeah. of Basic Instinct, the movie. And she goes, It's his favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And again, I didn't know that this was going to play any part in this. But then they circle back on it and they bring in this Netflix Manny figure. Bas- yeah. They basically do like this montage type thing mm-hmm. where they put this all together. So Manny is based off of a character in Basic Instinct and the whole the song that plays at the beginning of basic right. instinct is also in the video that luca makes mm-hmm. of the one lunatic one ice pick or whatever and uh one of his sock puppet accounts that he has on facebook has the same last name and first initials as the main character in that right. and they do a bunch of like side by sides of photos that he's taken and still shots from the video and even how he acts in the interrogation yes that was crazy mm-hmm. the side by side of the interrogation of the him crossing the legs the smoking the cigarette and the woman like, in basic oh, instinct it's, he's living out his own movie he really it is. was crazy to me and the mom doesn't see it <laughs> she doesn't see it and she doesn't want to she doesn't want to no and it's obviously now very obvious of the comparisons and yeah. what he was doing in the One Lunatic, One Ice Pick yeah. video, shot creating, by shot yeah. almost, crea- recreating the video. his favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, the movie. And right down to the fictitious characters. That is fucking nuts, though. Yeah. So this goes to show, and I'm no psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, but that... The dude's out of his goddamn this, mind. Yeah. 100%. You don't have to be a psychologist to know no, that. No, right? <laughs> okay. So he... We're diagnosing right here, right now. <laughs> You're crazy, sir. He is out of his fucking mind. And he's made this whole character that in his mind, and I mean, this is probably because he's schizophrenic and he's hearing voices in his head and we know this. Right? I think he is a complete narcissist. And that is a diagnosable disorder. Well, at age 18, he started hearing voices in his head because he was also diagnosed at the age of 18 as being a paranoid schizophrenic, also something that Netflix did not bring up. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's because they didn't want to talk about mental illness because they didn't touch upon that at all. Yeah. Which is a huge portion of this. Yeah. This guy is mentally ill, which a lot of killers are. He's literally (laughs) called the Canadian cannibal, and they didn't talk about that either. Right. Oh, we also have a petition going right now on one of our Instagram posts that's come up with new names for murderers. So if you have a new name for Luca Magnata, go and find that post and put it on there. That'd be great. Because <laughs> I would like all the ideas. I would what love would we to call see him? what comes up with mm. this. He's completely fucking mental. I want to know, and I was talking to Kara about this, if his mom ever is going to see this Netflix special. Oh, she probably did, but she obviously like she saw everything at the trial too, and she still doesn't buy into it. She thinks that. But do you do you think these um, debunkings or just how they came to the realization, like the shot for shot for Basic Instinct and all that, 
made its way into trial. No, that I don't know. I think she'll have, even if it didn't, I think she'll in her head, like they took the information that I gave them from that keychain and they (laughs) turned it into something it wasn't. And this is not what I signed up for. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. And she's going to like speak out about how like they were misleading her or whatever. Oh my God. This lady is crazy though, that I would see her doing shit like that. Be like, no, no, no. They just they just twisted what I said and showed them this keychain and yeah. they just they took it and it ran with me. it yeah and they no. manipulated it to make it look like can we talk about the Casablanca poster though yeah. I did not know because in all reality why did he go to Paris right if it weren't for this this movie and how they did the opening mm-hmm. scene and how it zoomed in or panned over a world map and it zooms in on Paris. And, you know, he says, we'll always have Paris at the end. So I didn't know. That's in the movie Casablanca. Right. Yeah. And that's the poster that's behind mm-hmm. the the one lunatic, one ice pit. Right. Which I did not know that that's how they deducted that he had gone to Paris. It's genius, honestly, that they were able to put all that right. together. Because I would have been like, oh, what an interesting choice in a poster and just kind of like moved on. Right. And that's exactly what I thought at the beginning. I didn't yeah. even know that that's how they you know figured that out Mm -hmm. because if it weren't for that would the police have known to look for records that he had left the country because he had left his id yeah also it's interesting (laughs) but it ends up really not being that instrumental in him being caught because he's caught in berlin Right. Yes, but they also chased them all through Paris right. because they went to the, the first hotel, hotel he'd been at. Yeah. and then they went to the second hotel that he was staying the at, or and then a hostel, and that's where they also found his ID in the toilet. And can we also talk about how much they focus on this Mickey Mouse shirt? <laughs> did you catch yeah. that? I did not know this. That this was shirt they were trying to track all through the airport and through the city which was this huge black t-shirt that he had on with a mickey mouse on it poor mickey mouse is being (laughs) don't do that to mickey mouse (laughs) and he also left that shirt behind in paris in the closet yeah so he didn't even take it with him to berlin right and this guy and and this is something that i think body moving said that she they caught early on that he was a type of guy that would leave breadcrumbs. Yeah. So that comes back and ties into all the little details that he was leaving mm-hmm. that to the naked eye don't seem like anything. Right. It isn't until someone is spending tons of time and almost maybe start thinking like him. He was thinking shit out. Well, a and they lot. said something the Manny character was created a year and a half in advance. Oh, yeah. When he went and talked to that lawyer. Yeah. That and was told his mom. Yeah. That he that looked he'd like been the setting main character. The stage. That's why I think the hands in the Python video are more than what they are made out to be. It's obviously not Manny because Manny doesn't exist. Right. But I think that the groundwork was laid here because he didn't get the oh reaction God, he, he wanted. ahead. Yeah, he didn't get the reaction that he wanted from the first person because he didn't film a video of that person dying or whatever it may be that he didn't get the media mm-hmm. attention. He went to London shortly after that video thinking probably that he was on the run from something and mm-hmm. nobody ended up chasing him. And then he starts laying the groundwork for his big finale. So hear me out on this. Okay. So this Manny theory. Yes. 
okay, we know it's bullshit, first of all. And so he goes out and he seeks out this lawyer to talk mm-hmm. to him about it. Right. So maybe what he was thinking was, if I ever get caught for killing people, I'll still get attention, notoriety. Yeah. But I would have already framed this, quote, many person yeah. for it. So I won't get in trouble for it. So I'll get the fame for it, but I won't go to jail. Yeah. You think that's what it is? Kind of? Maybe. Right? Well, I mean, that's kind of what he wanted to happen is he was saying that this Manny person controlled him and everything. The problem is, is that he doesn't he doesn't do anything to remove himself from the actual crime scene. Like right. he he's very much he's complicit saying, in all doing of it. it. Yeah, I did it. But it's at somebody else's order. So like he can't really frame somebody else because he literally records himself doing it. Right. But maybe go down for a lighter sentence. I don't know. Maybe. Like, so this lawyer that he sees, I thought it was really interesting. And when it's when stuff started clicking as I'm watching this Netflix thing, that he looked like the main character in Basic Instinct. I was like, holy shit. He, well, we know he's Oh, psycho. that he looked like um, Michael Douglas? Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, That though? is crazy. And he says it to him. Right. He's like, you look like Michael Douglas. And I'm like, is that why you picked him? Like, oh, did he abs- Google search 100%. him and he was like, you look like Michael Douglas. You're going to play a role in my movie. A hundred percent. But then if that's why he picked him a year and a half prior. Then we know this is. This was all premeditated. Right. Except for the choosing of the victim. It was everything was premeditated except for last second the victim would be picked. Right. So the how, the where, the The everything, of the Casablanca thing. Right. Yeah. Because none of that is a crime of passion. Right. Or this is all premeditated. And the mom's sitting there with her head shoved so far up her ass <laughs> that she's like, nope, can't be true. Somebody was somebody was Not controlling him. Somebody made him do it. I For a hot second, though, I was like, thing, holy though. shit. But no, there's here's no Here's my thing, though. Who cares? <laughs> if someone made my child do that... Yeah. I still got a bone to pick with my child. You mean to tell me that you let somebody control you into killing, mutilating, dismembering, raping, and eating, eating a corpse? Somebody, somebody told you to do that and you were like, okay. Sitting in a car. Yeah. I think not. No, ma'am. And if somebody told you to do that, that certainly doesn't get you off the hook for the fact that you actually Absolutely. did it. Absolutely. I just right. I I don't understand her logic in that whole thing. She's like they're they're after my son. They're stalking my son. <laughs> they're they're a disgrace. And I'm like, your son is a disgrace, ma'am. This lady's fucking nuts. If you've, if you've learned anything from the Netflix special, is that this lady's a crazy fucking bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Netflix. <laughs> I'm I'm taking this personally now. I'm putting it on the record right here, right now, that a week ago. Today is that we're filming this is December 20th. I wrote down last week that I was going to do an episode about Aaron Hernandez. Hit me up if you want to hear it. And today Netflix released their trailer that they're going to be doing a series on Aaron Hernandez. And I am livid, livid. (laughs) They are watching me. They're listening. Go away, Netflix. (laughs) What are you, the new Amazon? (laughs) 
They're targeting Abby. Yeah, are they tapping into my phone through my FBI agent that's on there watching everything? Yep. Oh, Do you have I'm a name so for the angry. FBI agent? Some, Kara gave it a name. Ours is George. I know. I can't remember who mine is. I think nope. it was Fred. Fred. Yeah, I'm very upset about that, and I might race them to it, but I also might wait because we learned so much from this one. That's true. But you heard it here first. I was going to do it. I was going to do it first. <laughs> oh. I have another bone to pick. Yeah. Do it. Body moving. Girl, I want to be your friend. However... I didn't appreciate the lecture at the end of the video or the end of the series. The very last sentence that body says is her coming off of her talking about whether or not she played a role in Jenlin's death because they fed into it. Right. So they kind of gave him the attention. He liked the cat and mouse game. They were willing to play the cat and they played the mouse. And then she turns to the camera and she says, you watching this Netflix documentary what responsibility do you play in this whole thing? And she gives she gives us a lecture and I'm not here for it. I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't think that's right. And I think <sighs> it takes the responsibility off of those who are actually the weapon wielding morons that do this. Right. There's nobody at fault for this except for Luca Magnata. He's right. the one that ultimately commits the crime and he's the one that does what he does. And for her to turn it around and say that it's anyone else's fault or even imply it. Right. I take issue with. And I understand that she had to process the idea of maybe feeling guilty herself. Right. And having to process the idea of, you know, did I personally make this happen or contribute in any way by watching and rewatching the videos or, you know, giving him likes. And I know that we know now that at one point he even infiltrated the Facebook group. So he knew the attention that he was getting. So I see her point of view that she was processing this herself. And this yeah. was because she, she was, engaged she with so, him directly. Right, she was very engaged in this whole process. Yeah. But I don't think that viewers or the general public can be blamed for something like this. And we talked about this before, that this is a new age type of thing that something went viral. Information is available faster, quicker, right. easily shareable. Oh, absolutely. But the fact that you're lecturing a Netflix audience who's watching a documentary after the fact. Right. After everything's happened and you're making how much money off of this. Right. And you're going to turn around and tell me no, that I'm you. the issue? No. I think not. And, and we're not saying she specifically is or the Facebook group is. No. Right. And this is That's where what I'm saying. To, like, right. let's let's really call a spade a spade here and say it's who the Luca's issue fault. is here. Right. Yeah. And it was just it was so targeted and so direct and so aggressive that I was really turned off by it. Had it opened like that, I, I would have been immediately put off. Like, but the oh, fact that that right. was the closing, I was like, where do you get off? Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Can I speak to your manager, please? <laughs> so I just, I really didn't appreciate no, that. And I thought that that was in really poor taste. And we know that people who commit crimes, especially at this degree, want attention. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Luca was that the was exception. That was his goal. Because that's what he wanted. Yeah. We know from the endless profiles that he made of his, quote, fans to fan himself that he wanted attention he was seeking this 
And we can't put it on the public for having that morbid curiosity of clicking on a video that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe all of your friends are talking about or someone's like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Watch it. Right. Guess what? I'm going to watch it. Yeah. If he's promoting himself to a news story, I dated Carlo Mocha and right. giving interviews for to be published and people like he's the one that's literally self-promoting all of this and putting himself in front of all of these tabloids, cameras, right. newsprints, everything like that. Because at that point, we can't blame the news station for running those prints either saying, yeah, you know, what it, uh, I think one of the titles was model linked to former or to serial killer, to dating yeah. serial killer. We can't blame the media for stuff like this. I, I don't know. It's almost uh, I, you're right. I well, don't I like think, how she. I think there's certain said it. there are certain media responsibilities in journalism to report true. the facts, do the investigation, like make sure that what you're reporting is true. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time, they there's nothing that can be done about a public forum where something is getting right. posted and it's going viral just mm -hmm. because of how gruesome or curious it is we the public cannot be blamed for that especially yeah. knowing that there's holes in the internet or you know the deep internet where mm -hmm. things are going to get shared things are going to naturally continue on forever especially yeah. this day and age yeah, but with something's right in front of your face with as connected as we are at this point, what right. you're basically saying is don't look at your phone, don't pull up the news, don't read any articles, don't right. go online, don't turn on any TV, don't do anything. If you see a tabloid on the checkout line as you're checking out at the grocery store, you're not allowed to read it, like blinders. Right. And that's just not realistic for the day and age we live in. Right. So that was almost unfair for it to be yeah. addressed like that on Netflix but at the same time, they're monetizing mm -hmm. something like this by doing their own Netflix special. Yeah. Because they knew it was going to grab attention. Right. Absolutely. So why are the viewers being held more responsible than Netflix that's actually producing and right. promoting the whole thing? I just, yeah, I take I a little issue. So anyway, we want to know what you guys think. Yeah. Um, keep the discussion going on our Instagram, Facebook, all that. You can leave us your comments, feedback. We're going to post it on Instagram. So find the picture, continue the conversation. Tell us what you think. Our Instagram is at a stranger danger podcast. Our email is a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook is stranger danger colon a true crime podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter at SD True Crime Pod. That is it for the second time. Thanks for listening to this review. We appreciate your time once again. You will have no idea what it took to get here. But thank <laughs> the you. The work that this took. <laughs> Thanks for feeding our eagles. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.